0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. In Australia, there are no safety standards for bassinets, but bassinets are handy when your baby's small and you want to keep them nearby and ready for feeding during the night. So how do you choose a safe bassinet? Bassinet. Kim Gilmore is the team leader of the household department at Choice Australia. Hi, Kim. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. How are you? Good. I was quite surprised to find out that there were no safety standards for bassinets in Australia. Why is that?
1: Yeah, I I think many parents would be really surprised to know that there are a number of products out there that don't have safety standards associated with them. And bassinets is one of those key items that you get for your newborn. Sadly, it's the case that action is often taken in forming a standard when a tragedy occurs and it's a more reactive thing. Just because something hasn't happened in terms of bassinets recently in Australia that, that we know of doesn't necessarily mean that a product is safe. So what choice does is we take best bits from existing standards like folding cots and cots and we actually apply those into our own in-house method to come up with a what we
0: consider to be a, a solid and proper test method to test bassinets safety. All right. so do we know before we move on to that do we mm-hmm. know if other countries have safety standards for bassinets? Yeah so some countries such as the, the US and Europe do have a
1: continent like Europe rather than a country um, do have safety standards um, but there are some key aspects that don't exist in those standards. And this includes breathability. So we think it's really important for that all-round breathability to have a a mesh around the actual product. And that isn't evident in those international standards and there are other things that we think are are safe such as the mattress firmness requirement which isn't evident in those international standards. So although it's a good starting point when you buy a bassinet to, to look for one that does meet one of those international standards, there are some other safety aspects to consider as well.
0: All right, so let's talk about the aspects that Choice has come up with. You mentioned there about the firmness of the bassinet mattress I remember one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was I bought a tea leaf mattress for my baby and it was so impractical, but the person who sold it to me was um, telling me it was good for breathability because the baby could breathe through the mattress, but it was floppy all over the shop. She kept you know, sliding to the side. So mm-hmm. what are the safety standards that you would apply to a mattress if you're buying one for a bassinet?
1: Well, it's a similar case when it comes to a cot. So there is a safety firmness test that is in existence that applies to regular cots. And uh, Choice does look at that when we test the firmness of a mattress. There is a do-it-yourself method that we have on our website where you can actually get a load of CDs and kind of wrap them together in a couple of milk cartons and that kind of emulates the weight that we use in the standard just to represent a baby's head. So it actually has to be quite firm. So when it comes to something like a tea leaf mattress that you know you can get that really floppy effect and it really has to be very firm. And it may seem uncomfortable, but it's actually the safest way to go. And when it comes to um, all these claims of a a mattress being nice and soft, you have to just ignore that.
0: (laughs) Yes. Don't worry about the comfort. They're not going to make you comfortable, are they, the baby? (laughs) Um, So what about size? Because bassinets are typically, well, they are smaller than cots. Is size a factor when you're thinking about safety?
1: Not necessarily, but that the height of the, the bassinet is really important. So we want something that's about 25 to 30, 30 centimetres high. I mean, when babies are very small, they won't be able to pull themselves up, but there will be a day when they do, and you don't want to find that out the hard way. So you have to have a an adequate depth. Um and and obviously the the mattress is, really has to fit snugly, and there has to be that breathability around all four sides. We see a lot of bassinets out there that don't have breathability, and there's just solid pieces of fabric around the mattress, and that really can be a suffocation risk. So that's that's the key thing, I think. Mattress firmness and and breathability around the bassinet.
0: So when you say breathability, do you mean that people put bunting around to stop the uh, airflow in the actual material of the bassinet?
1: Well, it's a sort of a, a padding, so it's a solid, solid fabric. So when you actually have a look at a bassinet that we don't think is safe, you'll see solid lines of fabric just around. So that might not necessarily be bunting; it just might be that the design of the actual. Um, bassinet. There are some that just have a pure just wire pure mesh all around and, and then there might be the occasional piece of of wire that's used for structural purposes, but it's not wide enough to actually pose a, a suffocation risk.
0: And what about height? Because a lot of bassinets aren't actually attached to a base. Does it matter if you have? I know Moses baskets were really popular when I was having my babies, but mm. they were often placed on the ground. Does it matter where the bassinet actually stands in relation to the bed and how it stands?
1: Well, sometimes these are uh, the stands that we see aren't aren't particularly uh, secure. We do a structural stability test as well um, when it comes to bassinets. I think when it comes to actually, you don't want to have it have it on the on the ground, because that that might affect the firmness of the, the mattress. Um, uh, we don't re- actually recommend Moses baskets in general because they are made of that kind of soft, pliable material that can sometimes be quite non-breathable. And not only that, but the uh, the handles could be a, a strangulation risk as well because of the way that they hang, and also just the, the pliability and structural
0: um, integrity of the actual bassinet as well. What about those ones? Uh, I know that they have them like cots, but they're sort of attached to the bed, that extend the bed-sharing space. So you want to co-sleep with your child, but you don't want to do it on the same surface, so you have the bassinet or the cot attached to the bed. Do we know how safe those bassinets are?
1: Choice generally doesn't recommend these uh, types of beds, which we sometimes call bedside sleepers or co-sleepers. There have been cases overseas. There was one case where a baby sadly passed away due to suffocation from the, the side of the bassinet, only folding over halfway, and it was basically the, the baby rolled into the that solid part of the fabric which is very sad and it's something that we um definitely know to be unsafe so with that whole breathability aspect is really important and also if you have one of these bassinets attached there's a type that is just next to your bed and that you can kind of reach over and there's also the type that actually attaches to your bed um, and we find that they may not necessarily suit your bed and there might be gaps in between the bedside sleeper and your and the adult bed um, and that could cause head entrapment risks and, and all sorts of issues. So generally speaking um, if you must have a bassinet we say just have it next to you and you might have to reach over a little bit more <laughs> to, to go to your baby but it's much safer to do that than to actually have it right next to you.
0: Now I did say before that bassinets don't have safety standards, but of course, cots do. Can parents assume that any cot they buy from a retailer in Australia will have passed Australian safety standards? Like, Is that a prerequisite before you actually sell them?
1: By law, there is a mandatory cot standard. So anyone who sells a cot in Australia has to have a cot that meets that standard. But in practice, when Choice does our own independent tests, we do find... That some cots don't meet some requirements, and that could be something minor, such as a a label which may be incorrectly um, issued, or there might be some issue with the instructions and the size of the mattress that's that's being. Recommended, for example, and then there are some more major issues, such as um, the gaps between the bars of the cot might not be consistent, and, and things like that. So it's a great start to make sure that the cot meets that standard. But there are some kind of tips on, on our website at Choice just to to make sure that the that the cot you buy is safe.
0: When you think about the fact that they've at least gone through the safety standards to be on the retail floor, should parents just not bother with a bassinet and just go straight to a cot?
1: I think that is probably the safest option if you are concerned, but there are some safe bassinets out there that that Choice does recommend. There are some um, some key aspects to look out for in terms of breathability and, and that mattress firmness. Again, I go back to it, but they're those key things that we, because, you know, bassinets are convenient and babies are, are small. They're um, tiny. Yeah.
0: I, I said that and thought in my head, I would <laughs> never have put my kids in a cot because they just look so small and yeah. lost in that <laughs> massive space. Yeah. Well, the great thing about a cot is not only is there the, the standard, but there's also
1: you can use it for longer and, and some of them you know you convert to a toddler bed as well I've got a, a nine-year-old who's still using the junior version of the cot when she was small she's about to get a new one now but yeah it's it's pretty much uh, something
0: that yeah, can last something
1: that will last so that's one aspect to consider but if you want that intimacy and that of of a bassinet then
0: choose one that's safe. Kim, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. That's Kim Gilmore. She's the team leader of the household department at Choice Australia, and we'll pop some links in the notes to this episode so you can find more information about how to buy a safe bassinet. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at See you next time.